0: the coldest of days the longest of nights the darkest of hours brings us back to the light the coldest of days no light without dark the longest of nights no hope. Without fear The darkest of all No joy without Brings sadness. us back to the light at the turn of the year The coldest of day No light without the, darkness. the longest of the night. No hope without fear The darkest Out of all No joy darkness. without Brings sadness. us back to the light at the turn of the coldest of days light the candle deck the no light with holy peace dark. within the no no without fear. the darkest of hours no light out. the with holy peace within the of the year the coldest of days light day. the The darkest of hours, no joy joy without sadness, brings us back to the the light. At the turn of the year, the coldest of days, no No light without darkness, the longest of nights, no hope without fear, the darkest of hours, no joy without sadness, brings us back to the light.
1: This is the first Sunday in the season of Advent, a season in the Christian tradition which looks towards the coming of the light and recognises the transforming power of God in the world. This time of year we might sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, well-known Advent hymn, recalling that the very name Emmanuel originally comes from the Hebrew for God is with us. Each week from now till Christmas we will light a new candle on our Advent wreath a circle of evergreens, along with the preceding candles. The flame of each new candle reminds us that something is happening now, but something more is still to come. The light of Advent grows brighter and brighter, guiding us onward towards personal peace, shared joy and more love. And so this Advent, we pause, we breathe, we pray, we dig deep. We reach out, we rise up, we remember, we vision, we sit with the pain, we stay with the trouble, we wait expectant, we light candles, we labour, we open to you and to one another and to that sacred mystery that is Emmanuel, God with us, love incarnate, divinity in flesh. And on this first Sunday in Advent, we light our first candle as a symbol of hope and expectation. May we dare to open the shadowy places in our lives to the healing light of community. With the creative power of hope, we express our longing for peace and we prepare our hearts to be transformed. The hope of God with us does not come as a guaranteed outcome or predetermined plan or promise of a happy ending. Hope cannot be imposed from on high, hope cannot be commanded. The hope of God with us is courageous, risky, unfolding, indeterminate. The hope of God with us is collective, liberating us from deadly complacency. Hope is gestating in darkness, it comes unexpectedly. Hope invites our expectation, it demands our participation. Prepare the way for hope with courage. May hope be birthed among us within us and through us this Advent. O come, O come, Emmanuel. These opening words adapted from Anna Bladel and Megan Visser, welcome all who have gathered here on Zoom for our Sunday service. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to friends and visitors who are with us today, Also, anyone who might be listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube at a later date. For those who don't know me, my name's Jane Blackall. I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians, and today I'm playing a supporting role. Uh, Our service will mostly be led by my dear chum, Jeff. Jeff Jones, who's recently retired lay pastor with Brighton Unitarians. If anyone's here for the first time today, especially glad to have you with us. Uh, Welcome. I hope you find something of what you need in our service this morning bit of consolation, bit of spiritual insight. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat if you'd like to, or come to one of our small group gatherings during the week. They're a good way to get to know people a little bit better than we manage on a Sunday morning. To the regulars, thanks for all you do to welcome all who come. Even while we're on Zoom, we all have a part to play in co-creating this sacred space and this sense of beloved community. Whoever you are, however you are, know that you are welcome here, just as we find you. Feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable. It's fine to keep your camera off. Um, There will be opportunities to join in as we go along, but no compulsion. You can quietly lurk with our blessing. As well as our Advent candle, I'm going to do what we always do and light our chalice. This uh, simple ritual which connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and which reminds us of the historic and proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. We like this chalice to affirm that new light is ever waking, waiting to break through to enlighten our ways. That new truth is ever waiting to break through to illumine our minds. And new love is ever waiting to break through to warm our hearts. May we be open to this light, this truth, this love and all of the rich possibilities that it brings us.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be with you again. Thank you uh, for inviting me. Let us come now to a time of prayer. I would invite you just to take a moment to centre yourself and to call yourself into the presence of what is sacred to you. mystery of mysteries, spirit of life and love, ground of our being, God. When we try to define you, to describe you, we learn that our language is limited But love knows no limits. With forgiveness and courage, may we seek to love one another. May we treat ourselves and others with respect and compassion. Great Spirit, hold us when we are in pain hold us in your love. And hear our prayers, hear our prayers for those we care for, that they too be held in your love. God of all, we pray for justice in the world. We pray for the world. May its brokenness be healed. May all conflicts be resolved in peace and in justice. We pray to Great Spirit for the living world. May its habitats and its creatures flourish. Help us to know you, God of all. In moments of joy and sorrow, in moments of pleasure and pain, in moments of fear and hope, in the ordinary moments, help us to know you. And help us to know our place. Not grand and all powerful. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Not grand and all powerful. Not small and meaningless. But dignified and free. Each of us with our own power. Amen. For a moment, let us be still together. spirit of life and love. We give thanks for the fellowship of our online gathering. We give thanks for the communion of our shared stillness. May we be restored and affirmed. May we be strengthened to meet the coming weeks. Amen. Time now for the first of today's hymns, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Both hymns today are recordings of the Kensington congregation, so apologies for any background noise that you may hear. The words will appear on screen so that you can sing along if you wish. You might just prefer to listen and we will do our best to make sure that everyone is muted so nobody will hear you singing. Our first hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. time now for meditation and for some more stillness. We will have about three minutes of stillness, which will be followed by some lovely music from Marilisa. So let's prepare ourselves for stillness. You may wish to take a moment to centre yourself. A moment to breathe, a moment to still yourself in the sacred space of our online gathering. To take us into our stillness, some words from Thomas Merton. And the deepest level of communication is not communication, but communion. It is wordless. It is beyond words. It is beyond speech. Not that we discover a new unity we discover an older unity. My dears, we are already one. But we imagine that we are not. And what we have to discover is our original unity. What we have to be is what we are. Let us be still together.
3: Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: I would like to <clears throat> excuse me um actually before i before i start on my text uh, i should say that i have uh, a rather pesky uh, sinus issue that means i often get a, a very dry throat so apologies uh, if i clear my throat and and cough i'm sorry I would like to say a few words about Advent and I'd like to begin with uh, a poem by R.S. Thomas. He was a Welsh poet and priest writing and working in the 20th century. This poem is called Kneeling. Moments of great calm, kneeling before an altar of wood in a stone church in summer, waiting for the God to speak, the air a staircase for silence, the sun's light ringing me as though I acted a great role. And the audiences still. All that close throng of spirits waiting, as I, for the message. Prompt me, God, but not yet. When I speak, (coughs) excuse me, when I speak, though it be you who speak through me something is lost the meaning is in the waiting the meaning is in the waiting he says and although the poem is set in the summer i think of that line every year at the beginning of Advent. In the Christian calendar, the weeks between today and Christmas are a time of waiting. We wait for the birth of God in the form of a little baby. In the neo-pagan calendar, we are also waiting we wait for the winter solstice, for the rebirth of the sun. From the solstice onwards, the days lengthen, albeit by tiny increments each day. R.S. Thomas was, by all accounts, an austere and occasionally difficult man. And this poem is typically challenging. What meaning is there exactly in waiting? How can we wait with meaning? How can we learn to wait in a culture of instant gratification? How can we wait with meaning when Our culture encourages us not to. How can we wait with meaning when we are trained to believe that we can get what we want, more or less when we want it, and without any moral repercussions whatsoever for ourselves, for other people, or for the natural world? So this is my question for the first Sunday in Advent. How can we spend these Advent weeks in spiritual preparation? How can we wait in humility, in trust and in stillness? I have a few ideas I'd like to share. Christmas, of course, is a time for gifts, and this can be one of the loveliest aspects of the festive cheese season. Choosing and receiving and giving gifts with love and delight. But over Advent, you might want to think about what your personal gifts are. In what ways are you gifted? I believe that we are all gifted. What is it that you do with a sense of flair and satisfaction? What is it that you do that makes your soul sing? Over the Advent weeks, you may want to think about how you contribute to the people around you to your community, to the world over the coming year? What time and skills and energy do you have that you would like to share? And how might you do that sharing with intention, with a sense of it being spiritually right, with a sense of it being congruent with your beliefs and your values. During Advent, you might like to quietly explore this question. In 2022, what will be your gift to the world? Waiting, of course, doesn't have to be entirely passive. An old friend of mine had his own spiritual practice for Advent. Each day, he used to give something away. It was not a practice of self-denial, but a practice of gratitude. It was his way, he said, of thanking God for coming into his life. One day, he would take something to Oxfam. Another, he would write a letter for amnesty. He would call a friend he knew was struggling. On another day, he would make a small donation to charity, or he would go out picking litter, picking up litter for half an hour. These were quite deliberately modest things that he did because he said he wanted to honour the incarnation of God as a baby. He wanted to honour the smallness of that infant in the manger. It was his way of honouring not an almighty God, but God as a baby. I really 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 like babies I became a grandfather in February and I had forgotten how much fun A baby can be and I'm interested in the babyness of baby Jesus because I think when it comes to Christmas we do sometimes throw the baby out with the bathwater in the middle of all that tinsel and Christmas cake encouraged perhaps by the Bible we can overlook two aspects of the nativity, of the story of Jesus's birth. Firstly, we forget the realness of Mary's pregnancy. Did she have morning sickness early on? How tiring could it have been to sit on a donkey for 70 miles? I checked it last night. Nazareth to Bethlehem is 70 miles. We don't hear about her fatigue. We also easily forget that at the very heart of the story, God is a baby. Babies are so much fun and they're such hard work and they have so much to teach us about the joys and sacrifices of love. For what it's worth, I've never believed that babies are helpless in the way that we sometimes describe them. Each one has a powerful effect on the world they're born into. And I believe that each one is sacred. But they are for sure dependent on the people around them for their safety, for their nourishment, for their shelter, and for love too. They have material needs, but of course they need to be cherished. And by the way, I'd like to remind you that you used to be one of these truly magical beings. And in all kinds of ways, your needs are not so different. You might spend some time this Advent thinking about what you depend on other people for. How how are you grateful? What is it that you depend on other people for in your life? And what shape does your thankfulness take? How do you express your your appreciation for the food, the shelter, the love in your life? Babies, of course, are gloriously and sometimes unrelentingly unembarrassed unembarrassed about expressing their needs. And I wonder, are there things that you would like, humbly, to ask for from other people? Not out of entitlement, but out of a sense of interconnection out of wishing rather than demanding you may like to ponder this over the advent period is there something you would like from the people around you is there some kind of support some kind of time some kind of wisdom some kind of practical help that you might ask for from your family or your friends, your networks, your colleagues. You might think about this over Advent and at some time in the new year. Give yourself the gift of asking, of requesting, of requesting. My last suggestion about how we might prepare ourselves for Christmas is this. How about doing nothing at all? How about giving yourself a break? This Advent, how about regularly putting aside all straining and striving to be spiritual? If you're younger or fitter than I am, you might want to kneel, as R.S. Thomas does, in a holy place. My knees just aren't up to it. So you might want to just sit in your favourite chair and do nothing. Don't pray. Don't meditate. Don't read an improving book. Don't listen to music. Don't try to think high thoughts. Don't worry about improving your soul. Sit and trust the the stillness. Surrender to it. Trust the sacred in the stillness. There is always going to be an awful lot to do. So many improving things, so many interesting things, so much to learn and enjoy. And the world for sure needs changing in so many ways. There is so much to campaign for. And there are always so many people to love and look after. And of course, all of this is rewarding and righteous and it matters. It's important, but it will always be there. Just sometimes try setting all of it aside and try to do nothing, to do nothing. Because God is always with us. As Jane reminded us at the start of the service, that's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. The Christmas story is so beautiful, so rich with wisdom and poetry, all of these very diverse people journeying towards God. But there is a mystical truth, even lovelier than all of these quest narratives. God is with us. It's right that we should think about how we make ourselves ready for the divine but the sacred is not in some other place it is not in the corner shop down the laundrette or on the tube instead of being with us it is we who place ourselves apart from god not the other way round. pilgrimages and spiritual development courses and retreats all have their excellent place. They enable us to grow in our spirituality. But God is entirely, God is entirely available to you right now. All the mystery and the love and the joy and the healing and the peace and the beauty and the wholeness and the holiness are with us right now wherever we are this morning god is always with us amen We come now to our second Advent hymn. It's it's one of my favourites. I love this hymn, People Look East. Once again, this is a recording of the Kensington congregation singing a few years ago. As before, the words will be up on your screen in a moment and we will try to keep you all muted. People Look East.
1: announcements this morning thanks so much to jeff for leading our worship this morning thanks to janine for hosting and to marilisa for a lovely selection of musical offerings we'll have virtual coffee time after the service if you'd like to chat and um, if that's not your thing do feel free to get in touch via email if you'd like to introduce yourself if you can bear it we'd like to take a group photo after the closing music so stick around for that if you can we'll be back next week on zoom at 10 30 with a congregational service with contributions so far from Marianne, Mark, Maria and Rita, reflecting on the gift of presence. Feel free to share the service link with your chums. As ever, there are a number of opportunities to connect with the congregation in the coming days. Coffee morning at half ten on Tuesday, hosted by John this week. Newcomers always welcome heart and soul our contemplative spiritual gathering this week is on the theme of slowing down i've still got a few places tonight or on friday at seven o'clock be in touch if you want to know more about that the congregation does very much have a life beyond sunday mornings we encourage you to keep in touch during the week Um, it's good to look out for each other especially while we're still mostly online we're still looking for volunteers to be involved in a virtual choir for our Christmas Eve service, singing Christmas carols. You don't have to be a particularly proficient singer. It's a fun community sing-along. If you want to be involved, get in touch. And I should have the guide tracks and all the instructions ready to send out for you by Friday-ish. Um, we can coach you. We can coach you through the tech. We can coach you through the singing. Join in if you have the slightest inkling to join in. So, as I mentioned, advance notice from next week, we are, Switching the service time to half past 10. Um, We're currently hoping to do an in-person service on Sunday the 12th of December Uh, and for the sake of in-person services as we start increasing how many we offer it's easier for people to get to the church generally if we give them a bit more travel time so we're going to stick to 10.30 for all our services whether they're online or in-person or whatever they are. The one on the 12th may not be a fully hybrid service. We are definitely aiming to get to that point, but it will at the very least be live stream. So if you can't be there in person, or you'd rather stay online for the time being, uh, there will be an opportunity to join in from home. Um, we will need volunteers for the in-person services in various ways. So um, keep an eye out for requests from me, for stewards and hosts and other helpers that we may need to make this happen. Uh, On the the afternoon of the 12th, we're hoping there will also be a green spirit nature in city parks walk that will be led by David. The details of that are being finalised, but look out for details in next week's email. And looking further ahead, uh, I previously mentioned a course that we're planning to run in the new year called How to be a Unitarian, slightly tongue-in-cheek title. It's exploring uh, the Unitarian denomination, our own personal spirituality, community life as Unitarians and how they all join together. That'll be a series of six Thursday evenings, starting from Thursday the 6th of January. There'll be more details in next week's email, but if you're interested in that, save the dates. Uh, Alternate Thursdays, I should say. Alternate Thursdays from the 6th of January for how to be a Unitarian. I think that's everything. There's quite enough announcements for one day. We've just got our closing words from Mandy McGlynn and another song from Marilise, a traditional Advent song to finish our service. But let's... Select gallery view now, if we can, to get a sense of ourselves as a gathered community before we close. Everything is about to change. And it already has. It will be. It was, it is, the dawn you eagerly await to end the long, cold darkness is already full sun far off in the east. Yet even after light's return, spring is months away. Thirty long years pass after his birth before the Messiah comes. Stones of justice have been tossed in the lake, but their ripples have not yet arrived, have not resolved into the kingdom already present amongst us. While we wait, let us seek in the darkness of now and not yet for the treasures that God has hidden there. The riches of the secret places is only found by night. For this is what is promised us. The wheel of life turns ever on and darkness is a path to joy. May it be so for the greater good of all. Amen.
0: Gabriel from heaven came his wings as drifted snow his eyes as flame all hail said he thou lowly maiden Mary most high I'll be Emmanuel by sea. so